Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney vs. Disney, the podcast where we try and figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. I am your Grandmaster, Zane C. Webber, and with me today are two accomplished debaters, Shane Anderson. Hello, hello. And Gina Schwartz. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Gina, this is your first time debating today. It is. How are you feeling? I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie with you, but I'm ready to crush. Do do we we need to give you like a glass of wine to help with the debating? (laughs) Nice uh, segue there. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Gina is from another podcast on the network called Glass of Wine. Kids, please don't listen to it. Your mum's though. it's 18 plus. Yes, mums and dads listen in. Especially that Christmas episode. Aww, we don't never have, have I ever. <laughs> we never talk about the Christmas episode. Okay, Gina, so who are you? What do you do? And why I, do you like Disney? Oh, my God. I am an actor in the Brisbane scene, I suppose. Why do I love Disney? I think you have to be crazy not to love Disney. I grew up on it. I live with it. I love it. I will never stop watching it. Good. Yeah, very simple. And Shane, have you answered this question before? I have. I can elaborate. I no, mean, I think we've heard okay. enough from you. <laughs> My thoughts exactly same. Uh, so, uh, well, Gina, what movie have you picked to debate for today? Today it is Brave. Good movie. It is. It's very I brave. believe. Very brave of you to... to well, Gina does have the hair for Brave. I look like if Brave Merida. was 10 years older. <clears throat> yeah, and well, you have got short hair now. And I yes. obviously look like Carl from Up. <laughs> yeah. You do, you're a of grumpy, old man. <laughs> grumpy old man. <laughs> Which is the movie that you will be debating for today. That is correct. So, <laughs> there are five categories that I am looking for arguments in as we go through the debates today. Yes, it's very true. Number one is the memorable moments. Number two is the message. Number three <laughs> is the movie magic. Number four is the magic music. And number five is a catch-all topic, that Disney touch. Mm, mm. So, Does it catch everything? Uh, it catches everything that is not caught by another topic. So that is what I'm saying and I'm sticking to it. So the first round you will each have two minutes to tell me, three minutes, sorry. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly died. <laughs> to tell me why you think your film is the best Disney film ever made. Then we'll go into a two-minute rebuttal round. Then mm-hmm. we'll have a little bit of a break and come back with a more open discussion. Good. So Good. we <laughs> rolled a dice beforehand and Gina won the dice roll. Yeah, Meaning did. that Shane <laughs> is going first with his arguments for why <laughs> Up is the best Disney film ever made. Now, you'll get a warning at two minutes. 
and you will get <sighs> cut off. The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. At three, and I will be very stringent. Oh. So, oh my god, I've timed mine. So, well, <laughs> let's hope you you let's have hope timed you yours. Have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Shane, your debate starts when you start talking. Pixar is known for their complex emotional storytelling, but it was on the 29th of May 2009 that Pixar grew up. I do hope the puns don't count against my score. Mm -hmm. Up is not only the best Pixar Disney film, but one of the best films, period. Directors Pete Doctor and Bob Peterson have crafted a masterpiece that deals with tough themes such as miscarriages, infertility, death, grief, broken families, and the idea that you are never too old to have an adventure. Nominated for five Academy Awards, including being the only second animated film in history to be nominated for Best Feature Film at the time, it won two Oscars, including Best Animated Feature and Best Score, and was nominated for an additional 153 major industry awards, winning 75 of them, the third most of any Pixar film. Up won the Golden Tomato is the highest critically rated film of 2009 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was the first animated film to open the Cannes Film Festival, the most prestigious film festival in the world, and the sixth highest grossing movie worldwide of that year with $735 million at the global box office. To speak of magical moments, this movie is full of them. You can't go without mentioning the first 10-minute sequence, consistently noted by critics and audiences alike as a masterpiece in and of itself. If you haven't taken out the tissues in those first 10 minutes, you are very clearly a sociopath. But Up has many other breathtaking moments, including the house-taking flight, the daring escape from months, and the flight atop the blimp. Throughout and between these moments, Dr. and Peterson and their team exercise the full powers of cinematic form from a colour palette that pulls between the dry autumnal colours of a house without Ellie Munster's Hall of Dead Creatures and of Shady Oaks Retirement Village to the rainbow extravaganza of Spring, South America, Ellie herself and Kevin's Feathers. Everything is used to tell the story, from Carl's square shape and dull colours to illustrate his containment in the house, contrasting Russell's round and bright appearance that resembles a balloon. Every gag and plot device is set up and used to perfection. The blow of the hose, the tennis ball, the last pages of the book, all told in elegant visual storytelling that recalls the best of Chaplin and Keaton. And last but not least, you cannot talk about Up without mentioning the Oscar-winning score by Michael Giacchino, where each character has a unique theme that changes during a particular moment in the story. And the main theme of Up is built around a waltz, a dance, the dance of life between Carl and Ellie. Under Giacchino's talent, these eight notes sing a song of love, of life, of death, of grief, memories of the past, of cheeky rebellion and soaring adventure, daring escape and the journey home. Up is a movie that appeals to all audiences of all ages, literally from 8 to 88. It tells a beautiful, necessary and universal story that life is not about the destination, it's not the places you've yet to go, but that the real adventure is the life you lead and who you lead it with. All right. Did not need all of those three minutes. Well done. Uh, that mm. is that is a great opening argument. So, Gina. Thank you. You will have three minutes with a warning at two, cut off at three, and your time starts when you start talking. <clears throat> Brave is the best and most femi feminist Disney movie of all time, which will become dev devastatingly obvious over the next half an hour. Brave is a magnificent film that focuses on the complex and loving relationship between a mother and a daughter, and that is the first Disney princess film to not include a love interest. This is a huge and sensational step in the right direction for Disney, as all too often little girls are told that falling in love is the biggest adventure of all. Brave teaches us that women and girls are strong, courageous, and independent. There are so many important, valuable messages in the film. The importance of family, that you have control control of your own destiny, the breaking down of gender stereotypes as Brave successfully shows the audience that forcing gender stereotypes on a young woman can negatively affect a family herself and those 
around her. The definition of brave in itself, there's bravery in the face of fear and bravery to stand up for what you believe in, bravery to say what needs to be said, bravery to ex- uh, to accept change, which Meredith does all of those in this film. But most importantly, bravery in putting aside your pride and admitting you're wrong. Brave uh, shows us a realistic uh, relationship between a mother and a daughter. Parents slash child relationships aren't perfect. They're not happy-go-lucky. They're difficult and beautiful and honest and real, but they love each other. This is also the first <laughs> Disney princess film to show a nuclear family where both parents are alive brave paved the way for future female orientated disney films and rightly so brave won the oscar bafta and golden globe for the best animated film in 2013 it also won an annie award for best production design and editorial in an animated feature film brave's director brenda chapman was pixar's first female director of a feature-length film and brave was also the first pixar film to star a female protagonist with an all-star cast kelly mcdonald billy Connolly, emma thompson julie walters robbie coltrane and kevin mckidd merida is our first realistically shaped curly-haired female protagonist she looks her age, isn't sexualized, and is our first Disney princess to have pale skin, lots of freckles, and crazy curly hair, which is an amazing change from the Disney princesses who look like they've been photoshopped. No little girl looks like Ariel, but so many little girls look like Merida. Speaking of her magnificent hair, the animators made it, uh, animated behind it, used 1,500 hand placed sculpted individual curls, which took them three years to finally get the finishing look for her hair. And they spent two whole months working on the scene where Merida removes her hood and you see the full volume of her hair. The animators also need a round of applause for creating the stunning Scottish countryside. The details are so nuanced that I felt like I was there with her. One of my favourite scenes is when she's riding through the countryside on the back of Angus, her horse, and she's practising her archery and hitting, hitting every single target, by the way. And the song Touch the Sky plays in the background. It's the most badass and inspirational scene you'll ever see. And then the scene finishes where she's climbing up the rock face next to a giant waterfall and the lyrics, I will ride, I will fly, I will chase the wind and touch the skies. The most iconic scene of all time. But nothing beat the scene where she fights for her, her own hand in marriage and gets bullseyes for every shot and even splits an arrow straight down the middle because she's that good. Which, which again teaches the audience that you have control over your future and destiny and no one can... Put the jig is up, you jaded joke and a jack in the box. You were speaking Ooh. fast and we got there. In very the far, very far. I'm not sure how much you had left, but that was a lot of points. You are a very worthy opponent. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Guns are blazing. Yeah, good. No, that's what we like. <laughs> Um, I have written down a lot of things that I hope to bring up in our round three. Oh, no. But before we get there, <laughs> we have round two, which is where you will each have two minutes to tell me why you think your opponent's film is not the best <laughs> film ever made. Okay. Shane, you will get to go first with two minutes. No warning. You'll just be cut off at the end and your time starts when you start speaking. Brave did a lot for centering female characters. However, quality is just as important as quantity. And when the only female characters are a nagging wife, a conniving witch, and a pretty white girl with a four-inch waist, how progressive is it really? Fergus gropes his wife in the first scene. Women are constantly screaming and helpless. The dad is labelled as the fun parent. Merida idolises the men and wants to be more like them rather than presenting femininity as a powerful thing. Furthermore, the production was plagued with sexual harassment. The men in charge fired director Brenda Chapman and replaced her with her man. 
uh, and there was a whole uh, culture of, of, of sexual harassment under the leadership of John Lasseter at the time. Cinematically, Brave relegates much of its dramaturgy and thematic presentation to dialogue and voiceover. The formal elements, costumes, cinematography, music design, are all pretty, yes, but they are purely set the scene. No narrative is told through them, nothing is developed or taken through a journey. An uncompelling villain who remains in the shadows and only comes out for battle compared to Carl and, and Charles Muntz, who are mirror reflections of each other. Brave is also too heavily soundtracked, pushing out the score completely and making the tone didactic in the way of a CW show instead of emotional and experiential. Brave also has some underwhelming vocal performances. I mean, Billy Connolly just plays Billy Connolly. Uh, There's rigid and inorganic camera work at odds with the wild nature of the setting and the characters topped off with lazy modern gags like an automated messaging machine in potion form. All of this makes Brave amount to a G-rated outlander with none of the compelling elements of the place and time it's set in and amounts to a mountain of missed opportunities. All right. Okay. Didn't need the whole time. Excellent. Uh, I have some question marks there, which I'll be bringing up later. Uh, now, okay. So, Gina, mm-hmm. two minutes. Yep. To tell me why Up is not the best Disney film ever made. <clears throat> and your time starts when you start speaking. <laughs> What is Up actually known for? If the only thing this movie is known for is the first 10 minutes at the start of the film, then how can it possibly have been that great of a movie? And tell me, why does the wife have to die for there to be meaning in this story? How many women are seen in Up? One. The wife, Ellie, who has less than eight minutes of screen time. I know because I timed it. Oh, and Kevin, the bird, who doesn't speak and who Russell automatically assumes is male because I guess that's the kind of patriarchal society we live in, where even animals get assigned genders. Thanks, Up. And who are the main characters? Men. Even the antagonist in it is, is, is an old straight white male. Charles, the antagonist, lets his pride get in the way of him living his life. Another example of the tox- toxic masculinity in this film. Great representation. Carl is a selfish and mean old man who assaults a construction worker. He also never liked Russell, or anyone for that matter, not even dogs, and tries to get rid of Russell from the very start and won't even let him in when they're flying thousands of feet up in the air, and Russell could have easily have died. And tell me, what kind of message does Up actually give? Adventure is out there? Is that the best you can do? Russell's dad never turns up to the ceremony in the end so it proves that Russell's family life hasn't improved at all and what kind of message does that teach the audience about fatherhood this whole fiasco could have been avoided if Carl just opened up that damn book and read all the way to the end (laughs) also with statements about music this music was created by the sensational Patrick Doyle who composed music for things like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Nanny McThee Thor and so many more Brave is a story of perseverance, family, and the power to change your destiny. Up can sit there all at once and try to be the best Disney film, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, does Up have Billy Connolly? I think not. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I think uh, that says enough. You are all just firing on all cylinders. I love it. Uh, let's take a little bit of a break, uh, calm down, and we will come back uh, with an open discussion and questions. All right, we've had some <laughs> cool compelling <down>. arguments <laughs> and some cool down time. I have a couple questions on what you have brought up and feel free to chime in if you have any further questions. Okay. Now, both of you have focused on <laughs> male-female representation, toxic masculinity, uh, feminine representation in Brave. I would like... I would like Gina to answer the question. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, do you think that in Up, the 
addressing toxic masculinity is not part of the story in showing that he does have very set values on what he should do and what his relationship with his wife is and what whether or not he they he succeeded or failed as a husband at the start and then at the end he opens up to realize that that wasn't the case and that he uh, he moving forward he won't be that kind of toxic masculine energy um yes i see where you're coming from but it, it took her telling him mm-hmm for it to happen. So it didn't matter what anyone else was doing, Russell, the dogs, like literally no one. If if he hadn't read that book, he probably would have died on that cliff. He okay. Would, you know. So so even though – so because it, it took her leaving that message. It wasn't – he didn't discover it himself. He didn't go, look within himself and go, you know what, maybe I'm doing something wrong here. Maybe it wasn't about that. Maybe our life was the adventure. So what you're saying is that Ellie saved the day. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying that why didn't he figure it out for himself? And even though Kevin is misgendered initially, mm. not a strong female character? Saves the day, literally saves them from escape for months. If it wasn't for Kevin, that months would have gotten them and kidnapped them. It's a bird that doesn't talk. Mm. Fair enough. I don't I mean, think it, it talks, just not in English. I don't <laughs> think we can put a lot of eggs in the basket of a bird that doesn't talk for saving. Not the a day. lot. I, I don't think, but I think when it when it comes to Kevin is definitely a positive character with not a lot of character. Single flaws. parent, single mum too. Um, you know that well, we know of. That's anthropomorphizing a little <laughs> bit. Um, well, they, talk, they literally talk about it when they see the, the kids and everything like that. But we that. don't know what happened to the father if there was one. If there was but one. But it's a nice Cloning. mirror if Kevin is the, the female whose male partner has died and Carl is the male whose female partner has died. It is a mirror image. But Again, also that's why... kind of speculation a little bit. But formally, <laughs> no, but formally so uh, Carl is in the drab autumn colours and Kevin is literally the opposite of yeah, absolutely. Carl. And as Carl goes through, he sheds those colours. Um, uh, I accept puts... your arguments, Gina. Okay. Now, Gina brought up the point of uh, there being a female team working on Brave, which supported the female message that is put through in the movie. Now, you addressed the uh, the team aspect in your rebuttal. Did you have anything to say about the feminine portrayal in the actual film? I mean, I, I did in terms of like you have female characters, but it's the nagging wife, which has got to be one. And she doesn't stop being na- – like there's no sort of – so, so unlike like because you brought up how like Carl is basically very mean to to poor Russell at the beginning and of the everyone. movie and everyone but that's that's how he starts the film he doesn't end the film like that he ends joining again in but he doesn't come that. to that conclusion himself and I would no, those I things would, happen you no know, no the conclusion of pull you up on the classification of a nagging wife yes I would like to can I rebut before you talk sure absolutely um she's not a nagging wife she doesn't actually nag. Fergus. She nags Fergus that all much. the time. But okay. she's also so, also shown to be very respected and what basically what she says goes. She actually – I think like she's the puppet behind, behind Fergus. Um, the puppet master. Yeah. Like she she's the one making all the things happen. And she's, she's not the nagging wife. She has to – she's a wife and a mother who has to put these people in order and live their lives because unfortunately, again, the male isn't doing that. 
So I, really, she's a strong figure. I, I do see those scenes, and those scenes are the ones that I personally like the most, but they seem to be undermined. And how much of this has got to do with the changeover of directorial work in the film with scenes like where she gets, like, Fergus just gropes her, like, at the, the birthday party at the beginning of the thing. And I was like, because I wasn't ready for that when I watched the movie. I'm like, wait, did that? I rewound it. But I'm it's like, not, oh. okay, hear me out. It's consensual groping because that's the wife and that's the husband. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to take this to court. <laughs> also, she doesn't seem to no, discourage right. it. But it's, a, it's an oddly sexual thing that happens right off the bat to her in her introduction as opposed to giving her because she's you know and she's again I think I think in a similar way that I, I brought up the representation of um, Carl and the toxic masculinity at the beginning of up I think that is setting up a place to move on from towards the end of the film you're showing mm. what she's had to put up with and what Merida is not willing to put up with but the dynamic between um, I've forgotten the mother's name her and the and the Billy Connolly, the, the husband, Fergus. Fergus <laughs> their Eleanor. dynamic does not change from beginning to end of the movie. The dynamic between Merida and 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 the, the mother, mother does. But absolutely. if you see at the very end of the movie, I don't think there's ever been a bad relationship between the parents. It's just like I think but personally that it's, it's a very healthy relationship. And at the end, he says, "Everyone, avert your eyes," and he goes in for a hug, and his family is together again. When when he finally finds out that oh no, this bear that I'm trying to kill is my wife. And oh, my beautiful, smart daughter has been trying to protect her. He goes, "Oh no, what have I done?" And he d- and again, he's he's. I think it shows a very vulnerable, strong man who's willing to be loving in front of you know. Back then, can you imagine <laughs> someone so yeah, strong absolutely. and prolific being this kind of loving figure okay. in front of all these other okay, kings so and stuff? That leads me very cleanly into my next question, which is <laughs> okay. for both of you, Billy Connolly. Yeah. Brought up as both a negative and a positive. <laughs> yeah. I would like to give both of you just a little bit of time to say why it is both a negative and a positive that Billy Connolly is in this film. He's Billy Connolly without the F bombs because it's a G rated movie. He's like, because you can hear, so someone like Robin Williams, when Robin Williams does The Genie, that is a very well known voice and he doesn't. You know it's Robin Williams, but it's contained within that madness of the genie and, how, and sometimes that's the character being animated to match or whatever. But in this one it just felt like Billy Connolly did Billy Connolly. They animated Billy Connolly. There's your movie. I would like to say what is wrong with that. There are so many actors out in the industry who just play themselves and make millions and millions of oh, dollars. Yeah. The only thing I is Billy Connolly is lovable and he's a great vocal Artist, I see. There's nothing wrong with him. But see, being in, in comparison there. to, um, I've forgotten his name, who plays Carl in Up. That is a to me a very compelling, and it's his voice as the gentleman, um, not Carl Reiner. I completely forgotten his name. Um, the gentleman who voices Carl in Up. His voice sounds like that outside of it, but it is so tailored, and they they tailored to the character. Whereas Fergus is. There's no Fergus is almost pushed to the side for Billy Connolly. We've referred to him more as Billy Connolly here than we have Fergus. I, I will say I, I I don't draw the exact uh, parallel that you're pushing here because Fergus is, for all intents and purposes, a secondary character. Yes, almost almost a secondary uh, antagonist in this film. Uh, whereas I would kind of put him in like the Gilbert Gottfried as Iago in Aladdin, like that. Is very recognizable voice. There's mm. no real acting there. It's just Gilbert Gottfried. 
<laughs> speaking that dialogue. But I think, like, particularly at the end of Brave, when Fergus goes full warrior kill, like, that is, mm. that's a scary side of Billy Conley that I was not familiar with before this film. How and much that of that was the vocal seen. performance? How much of that was an animated? All, almost all vocal okay. because okay. he's not, he's not like, he's not animated imposingly. Um, like the bear, mm. um, definitely Mordu was definitely animated in a way to make him scary, whereas Fergus is animated in a way that he's pretty. All the men are pretty goofy in this movie the whole way through. Also, one little other topic that I never got to: all the men in this movie, well, not all of them, but a lot of them aren't like Hercules looking. There's men mm. of all different shapes and sizes, and I feel like it's a great representation. That was one thing that men. bothered me is that she the scene where she's presented with the suitors, the potential mm. suitors, and there's the the hunky one and she instantly kind of goes for him and then it's revealed that he's like he's a, he opens his mouth and it's like, oh, okay, this guy's not as good. And then she judges the other two based ex- purely on how they look. I don't, she and that never, to me was like a, an odd – it's not like a thing. I didn't bring it up in the debate, but it was just – that struck me as a very odd superficial thing. I don't think – she never – She's. I don't. I actually don't know how old she is, but she's definitely not of marriage age. I don't think she's interested in she's any 13. of them. Yeah, I mean, in Scottish she's, time, she's of marriage age. Yeah, so. but <laughs> she's she's still a child. She's not interested in any of them. The only reason why she was going oh, to that guy is because he, he looks <laughs> no, because he looks like he had his stuff together, and then it turns out it's this you know uh, geeky a, for, little like for a movie guy that who, is about the what's under the surface of a stereotype, none of those male characters ever go beyond the, he's the dick who can't, sorry, oh, my God, he's the idiot who cannot uh, <laughs> sense me. Uh, he's the idiot who can't shoot a thing. This is the drooling borderline stereotype. But it also is an animation. We can't go into every single character, so we okay. need to make characters that look like they are in quotation marks because right. the yep. storyline <clears throat> isn't about them, it's about Merida. So we need to show the audience, hey, these are guys that she probably would never fall in love with because X, Y, and Z, and this is how we're going to show them because it's an animation. So, you know what shorthand. I mean? Yes, okay. exactly. One final question. Um, that Disney touch. Hmm. I would like – I haven't made a lot of points for either film in that category. Okay. I would like both of you to give me just a few points on how you think your film has changed the way Disney makes movies. Okay. Um, with Up, prior to Up, we didn't really see – we've seen death dealt with. We haven't seen grief dealt with, which is a more comp- – because death is something people can understand, but Up is basically a, a – total examination of grief and how of toxic grieving versus healthy grieving like the quote-unquote they say letting go and in Mm. this case literally letting go of the house it's just stuff you know ellie ellie is not the house ellie is not things ellie is not a possession to be held as opposed to someone like Charles Muntz, who wants to like, and it's shown he wants to possess Kevin. He has this army. He has this this hall of skeletons that he hangs on to desperately. He is Carl if Carl makes all the worst decisions. <laughs> and so these are uh, he he literally yeah. is, and he pays the price for it. He falls off. He falls to his death because of it, because he's hanging on. Literally, the house mm. pulls him to his death, which is you know he he fall, he's pulled, so Ellie you know it it. And I think doing all of that within the context of a kid's movie that has silly things, some great sort of, you know, you have the the classic Disney things, the animal psychics, but it's Doug, you know, point, you know, all, all those kind of yeah, things. But even then it's not just 
uh, as prior to prior to up, they're usually there for some gags. Whereas Doug has his own journey. He he's the he's the he starts leading the dogs, but not by changing who he is. He just by showing the the bad people for them being okay. as bad as they are. So it sort of it matured literally, like I say in the opening, it, it it matured the way they approach ideas to 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 broaden it from more than just death and life and love to something deeper beyond that. Okay, and Gina. Hi. Um, I think mine is the the whole feminist female orientated thing. Brave was the very first to not even have. She doesn't have a crush on anyone, and I, pr- I think in every even other to the point that she is sometimes put forward as an asexual character. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and she. I also think she's one of the first to be outwardly goofy, and she's not meant to be seen as. Uh, uh, like pretty or sexual or anything like that. She's just a kid living her life. And that paves the way for things like Inside Out, uh, Moana. Moana is, again, she doesn't have a Frozen. love interest. Frozen, there you go, thank I you, mean, Frozen. I mean, Frozen is kind of about a love interest, but also not. <laughs> well, like uh, Elsa says, you can't marry someone you've never met. Yeah, you know yeah. that's the that was a huge thing at the time, and I was in the background going, "Hi, do we remember a small little movie called Brave?" Yeah, um, and um, yeah, for Moana, she again, she I don't think she's sexualized. She looks no, like a normal not. body type for where she's from, and I think it's because from earlier than that, even if love hasn't been the central um, world of whatever movies like Mulan or something like that, she gets she gets the guy in the end because that's what Disney has to do, don't, yeah. doesn't it? Like women have to fall in love. Even if they're powerful, they must have a man at the end because that's mm. the way Disney has to be. Brave was the first female protagonist not to do that. And yeah. again, like I said, she was the first female protagonist in Pixar's history. So, Did Princess and the Frog touch on it? Because she doesn't get with him in Princess and the Frog, does she? Oh, yes. she, she does, she does yeah. in oh, the sorry. end. Okay, yeah. 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 I forgot about they, that. They open, <laughs> open the restaurant. Yeah. Um, I do have one question for Gina because you brought yes. up as a criticism of Up about what is the theme, <laughs> is it adventurers out there? Mm. Movies have a common thing where the thing that's stated up front is the idea that's going to be tested and proved. So Up very clearly has a theme and it says adventure is out there. Adventure is not out there. It is in here and I'm mm. gesturing to my heart. That's the idea. That's the lesson that Carl does not learn. Adventure that's is only th- in shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, so, so Ellie doesn't tell him to like Carl. He knows he likes Carl. The, what he can't let go of is Ellie and mm. Ellie, is, Ellie has to let, to let him know to let go of. She can't tell him to love Carl, to love, sorry, Russell or Kevin or care about any of that. But it is, you know, that's their relationship is the thing that he's hanging on to. So it's not, I don't, I don't see that as a toxic um, notion of um, what Ellie being the one who has to tell him that he's learned all these other lessons in, in her sort of pin drop moment is the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. And the, the, the lesson learned is not adventure is out there. Adventure is living life with people and yeah. other people. Adventure yeah. is other people, not a place. It's not a destination. It's not South America. It's not the house. It's not the balloons. It's not any of that. It's the people. It's, Filling the balloons to fly to South America <laughs> to meet the big bird. To go on a Brazilian yeah. adventure to then meet yeah. the people. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to end that segment, if that is okay with both of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. We will take another little break and we will come back with your final one-minute oh, summation. One, oh. one more thing. I am so sorry. Um, you also pointed out that Kevin's family 
um, doesn't the family situation, the family problems don't get fixed by the end of the movie? And what does that Russell's family. Russell? Sorry, Russell. Yes, Russell. Um, Why do I know more about your movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's just a very easy name. Um, I'd argue that that's the point: is that some families don't fix all up in the end, and this isn't a movie about the family you were born with, it's the family you choose. So that to me is a very powerful statement that I found much more resonant. (laughs) One last sentence. Um, Sure, for sure. But again, I think it's just, it's it's the nail in the back of the, I don't know, that phrase. Um, I think it's just toxic masculinity. Again, it just doesn't show a good fatherhood figure. That's what I'm but saying. Some, some boys do not have, and that's totally fine. Figures. But this was a complete and utter whole movie, in my opinion, about to- toxic masculinity all and right. white men in general. That's all I'm saying. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, oh, uh, Kevin, we'll see Russell which, is Asian. Russell is Asian, uh, which is yeah. more people of color I than avoided, brave. I we will that. see which of these films <laughs> moves forward, and you will get to see all of your extra points then. Until then, I'm going to press a button, and you're gonna be muted. All right, <laughs> we've had we've had our debate. We've I think, had our I discussion. Feel like this is the hottest one we've had to date. Uh, I really do. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's pretty close, and it is very close score wise as well. So <gasps> Don't it, tell it me that. might come down to this final summation. Oh no! Um, you, definitely, a couple points in any category could change what is currently there. So no pressure, but Shane, you'll have one minute. To summarise why Up is the best Disney film ever made and why Brave is not. With no warning, I'll just cut you off at the end of one minute and your time starts when you start speaking. Debating these two movies is tricky. They're aimed at doing completely different things. On one hand, Brave is running in the world of fables and legends, while Up is a contemporary story, so I think it's best to consider here at the end the scope and craft of each. While Brave is a classic fairy tale that presents a somewhat female-centric narrative, Up towers above it in terms of form and content. A visually richer movie with far more universal theme. Not all of us have parents. We more often than not have to make our own families, but we must all in our lives grapple with death and grief. What our lives will amount to and what memories we leave behind. Up allows these ideas to be communicated to such a broad audience, but not by use of simplistic devices. No, Up does this with the full use of craft of filmmaking, the camera work, the colour scheme, the character design and the ever-whimsical, ever-dancing score. These elements come together to tell the audience, young and old alike, that everyone has their own adventure, big or small, and the people we love and who love us, well, that's the best adventure of all. All Alright, okay. Did not need the whole minute. Congratulations. Gina? Yes. You have one minute to tell me why Brave is the best Disney film ever made. Your time will start when you start speaking. I truly believe that Up isn't going to go forward in Disney's future. As before you said that Up uh, goes for all ages except, of course, girls because there are no girls seen in this movie at all. I don't see where it's coming from or where it will go in the future. I believe that Brave is amazing. This film shows us that just because it's tradition doesn't mean it's always right. It's the only Disney princess movie that doesn't focus on a princess who longs to find her one true love but the loving and realistic relationship between a mother and a daughter, which seems to be neglected not only in Disney but in film in general. The animation is outstanding, the music is inspirational and fits perfectly to the Scottish theme and countryside. Merida is a wonderful, talented, smart and strong young woman who teaches us all that our fate is within us. You just have to be brave enough to see it. 
All right. Well done. Well rehearsed, everyone. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Um, I'm going to take some time. I am going to tabulate my scores. Good. So while I'm doing that, please take some time to tell each other why you like each other's film. <laughs> I found it really hard to criticise Brave on its music because the music is so gorgeous. good. How good? I'm like a huge fan of Celtic yeah, sounds, right. and I was just like, like because I've only seen this movie Brave twice. I saw uh-huh. it once in the cinema, and I, I didn't have sort of a great reaction then. But then I put it on for this, and I'm like, oh no, these are these are really cool and really beautiful. The music, just like 100% music, not big on the soundtrack. I love the score more, but the mm, music okay. fits the tone of it. Um, I'm just not like in per, like matter of personal taste, soundtracks are, are weird for me um, okay. unless they're like bang there. Um, I also just love like fairy tales and legends <laughs> and witch. It's like, like I love the gag with the potion <laughs> messaging service. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I know yeah. that's me in particular. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very much into that sort of stuff. Um, and I love, I, like, I just love fable as a, as mm. a, and fairy tale as a storytelling form. And I think it's weird that Disney and Pixar, to one extent or another, have moved away from that, yeah. considering that's their origin. So it was, it mm. was a way of them diving into their origins and then reinventing it for a modern age with a very female centric, which is a great part of it. And uh, I did bring up the fact that Brenda Chapman was fired, but I guess in, and there was like a, bad culture around the making of it but in some I guess some good karma going that way is that through guild rules and things she maintained a directing credit on the film and then got to go up there and win the Oscar for it mm. anyway and be like a, an F you. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> I would say I actually love Up. <laughs> I love Up so love much up? and Kevin is my favourite character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Kevin so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. I, I watched it in preparation for this film and I was like crying at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, Kevin's so beautiful and she doesn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so sorry for Russell, but I love it at the end that Carl's like, he's there for him. Yeah. And you he know. Gives her, that he gives her the Ellie badge, not the badge yeah. that he's, yeah. I'm like, oh, I that know. movie breaks me. I will say that is my favorite Disney pin. <gasps> I collect Disney pins and, yeah. and the grape soda badge oh, wow. is my favorite oh, one. Oh, very cool. Very yeah. Cool. I, and I, although Carl is a mean old man, he's hilarious. And like I'm probably gonna be Carl in fifty no. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we're all Carl. On yeah. <laughs> and I also love just all the tiny little things, like uh, when Carl first meets Kevin, and he's like, "No, get out of here!" And Kevin's like, "Dead." It's so funny. But even like when they first meet Russell, and he's like. Good afternoon. <laughs> beautiful. It's it's a really touching story and those first 10 minutes are actually really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. <laughs> I have my score. I'm nervous. I'm um, going to cry. I have no, no way to know which way this is going to What happens if it ties? What happens if it ties? It Well, okay. Ties and then ties again. So like, what I do is I, I go by, by segments. Mm-hmm. So... Category. Moments, categories. So moments, messages, movie, music, and Disney Touch. If there isn't a clear winner there, then I go okay. by total score. If there's a tie then, oh wow. leave it to social media. Oh. Oh, wow. But that's we've never got to that point. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to one point difference before. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see where this goes. Okay, okay. Memorable moments. Okay. <laughs> Just going through what we were talking about then, mm. Kevin. 
Dog. Okay. Russell. <laughs> Carl. I thought um, that wasn't meant to come against me. No, it's not. That did not change my score okay, at okay, all. Okay, good. Fabulous. Um, but and those those iconic characters with their iconic mannerisms and lines, like you know exactly who Carl is and how he would react in any situation. Same with Kevin. But then that opening ten minutes, like there is. That is the only time as an adult that I personally have cried in a oh, cinema. Wow. Oh, wow. And I will never forgive Pixar for that. <laughs> um, just what they did, non-verbal communication and storytelling mm. is amazing. Uh, so the memorable moments, even though Brave does have some great moments, uh, mm. particularly the landscapes and Merida's, mm. Merida riding. Um, and the archery scene. The archery scene, The even the, the three brothers uh, turning oh, into bears. Yeah. Like great, great scenes. I think memorable moments deserves to go to, <sighs> to up. This Fine, time. whatever. <laughs> when it comes to the message, Up has a very strong message. It is very clearly told and very clearly framed over the whole movie um, about grief, letting go, letting new people in and the, and the power of letting people be your journey rather than like actual physical things. However, Brave was first with so many messages. It is the first Disney nuclear family. Mm. It is the first female protagonist. It is the first Disney princess who actively fights against finding true love. Um, First mother-daughter relationship. um, And just weight of numbers with the the almost... uh, It is a smaller story, but a much bigger um, set of themes that are covered in Brave. And... Really, Shane, in your closing summary, you conceded a couple of the points that I'd given you. Uh, so oh no. just just with the female representation and and how that played out through the film. So I'm gonna message goes to Brave by a surprising number of points. Um, I think they both have really good messages. I just think Brave has more more of them. <laughs> Shakes and boots. This is intense. When it comes to movie magic. Oh no, okay. Number of awards, amazing cinematography and and choices when it comes to scripting and casting. Uh by Miss Skerrick, this one goes to up. Um, I think I think up is a very, very close to a perfect film for oh what it God. does. It's in my like top ten of all time. <laughs> Brave, Brave is a beautiful film, but it is not as succinct. Um, I, I think when it comes to script and things, and I think I think you were at a disadvantage here, Gina, because Shane is a filmmaker and he was able to elaborate a little bit more <laughs> on what the fair. film does. <laughs> when it comes to the music, though, clear. Clear win for Brave. Um, Thank you. Up has great music and the score is amazing. Mine won the Oscar. Yes, yours won the Oscar, but I can only award so many points for actual awards. Can I Um, say also, I had a point here. There are so many good movies and good actors who have not won Oscars and I think we shouldn't give Green Book won the Oscar for Best Picture just recently and Glenn Close didn't win Mm. Best Actress so you know Olivia Coleman Coleman, I don't don't hold it against I do not hold it against she did a very good job but I'm just saying Glenn Close Glenn Close have you seen The Wife? no (laughs) 
<laughs> but Glenn Close. It's not a good move. Oh, I okay. think we're getting distracted <laughs> from the final tension-building oh sentence that I'm about to say touch. when it comes to that Disney touch. I might now explode. That, that Disney touch is a, a nebulous topic. It could include things from memorable moments and from message, um, also from casting and performances. Mm-hmm. Not a lot fell into this category during this debate. I think you both were very good at categorising your points and with a difference of one point. Oh, my God. Three to two. I don't want to look. It goes to up. So no! Up is oh. the better Disney By film. one mark. By one. I'm so going to go have a long drink. <laughs> congratulations, Shane. You will be going through to the second round with Up. Uh, Gina, the story may not be over for Brave. Stranger things have happened. Social media might bring Brave through with a with a wild card vote. Uh, it doesn't take winning by much on a wild card at the moment <laughs> at to the moment. to uh, to bring them through. I think poor Julie's think, gone off, hasn't she? No, not just yet. Maybe oh, I don't know. We're recording a little bit in advance, but at the moment, eight percent. So fifty eight percent is the number to hit to get to qualify as a wild card. So if you are hearing this, then on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Disney versus Disney, there is a vote. You just have to click on the movie that you think is the better Disney movie. Whether you want to take into account the the debate that we had today or whether you'll just want to vote for the movie that you like the most, that is up to you. Mm. Uh, and the top four will go through to our as wildcard entries into the second round, which is ever approaching. We're past halfway now, aren't we? Well past halfway now. So uh, go there, make your vote, make yourself known. You can find us on Instagram and you can find us on Twitter as well. Uh, Shane, what, what do you want to tell our audience about <laughs> where to find you? Uh, you can find my podcast, The Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, at that'snotcanon.com slash motion. Oh, I don't know what the slash is, but Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. <laughs> We're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers, on Facebook at The Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. You can find me personally on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. I keep trying to tweet witty things, mostly about <laughs> film. And I have a feature film that you can purchase. It's a dark comedy set in amongst theatre people and it's uh, Red Curtain Hell and you can find that on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash on demand slash red curtain hell. You can use the code picture and just get 20% off your purchase rental. There's all sorts of behind the scenes and bells and whistles. So That's good. Yes. And Gina? I just wanted to say fight well fought. <laughs> oh, 100%. I was so worried. I was so worried. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Gina Schwartz Creative. Also, for the parents out there, Glass of Wine with an H. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Also, we're a podcast. So listen in. It's oh, a very we, fun podcast. I guessed it on there a couple of times. Mm. So we, we drink wine and we whine about what we have to put up with during the week. <laughs> This next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I was never worried that this would be an entertaining debate, so thank you very much, Gina, for your contribution. You. We'll be thank seeing you, you next week as well, I think. You have another fight coming oh, up. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Zane, for being you, a wonderful Zane. grandmaster. Always. Like, mm. I mean, the I'm, grandest of grandmasters. I'm doing this 
for very selfish reasons, I <laughs> cannot decide which is my favourite Disney film ever, so I'm letting everyone else do it for me. Uh, so, yeah, find out more about this podcast and all the other podcasts at thatsnotcanon.com and we will catch you next week, everyone. Keep listening to Disney. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.